1: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
0: BetQL is punting on football and going dancing early this Saturday. The new BetQLU in the action tips off. It's a seven-hour college basketball live betting extravaganza. Don't miss the action every Saturday starting at noon Eastern. Listen on the BetQL app or watch the emotional roller coaster on Twitch at BetQL. Ryan Rothstein is one of those hosts from noon to four, live from Philadelphia, and we bring him on now. And we can, look, the best thing is with you, we can go around and do a million things. I know you're going to be doing a lot of college basketball tomorrow, but we'll probably jump into the NBA, jump into the NFL with you. But I do want to jump into something quickly when it comes to college basketball, because we've had this discussion, Ryan, on the show multiple times where it's so unpredictable, early in the season. And this season specifically has been even more unpredictable. Where are some areas, whether it's trends or teams that people can look at and say, I at least have some comfort in some consistency there with all the other inconsistencies that we've seen so far.
2: Yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy first month. Uh, You know, there's, There's some storylines where you look at Gonzaga, who's a team that is always in the discussion to, you know, make a Final Four run, hoist the banner for a national championship, but plenty of doubters there. You look at the, you know, go by different conferences, you look at the Big Ten, and they had a heck of a start to this college hoop season. Uh, You look at Purdue, uh, you know, are they a contender or a pretender getting off to a, a scorching hot start? How many... Uh, teams can actually not only get into the tournament from the big Ten um, you know but how many are legitimate title contenders you look at Illinois looking good in the big Ten as well uh, Indiana is also a team in the big Ten that we like so uh, I don't know why I'm focused on the big Ten but i I <laughs> had that in my notes as a team and uh, a conference I should say that had some teams that surprised me but you know that that goes into your question which is, You know how do you factor in some surprises in the first month when it comes to you know situational betting and night in and night out, um, you know betting on a national level. So uh, not really the best answer there for you, but I think it's just a matter of uh, tuning in, listening to uh, the dissection of you know the the week that was, looking at the week ahead, and you know tomorrow there's 108 games. So you know we'll be breaking it all down in a little bit more detail, but. Uh, the first month of the season was you know, a little bit hectic. Certainly, some surprises, uh, and we'll be tracking that and uh, trying to give you some of the better plays.
3: A team that has been surprising and you know very very good against the spread as well as UConn. They're, they're the best against the spread yep. in the entire uh, college basketball realm. Nine zero and one. How real is UConn as a team that's going to continue continue to cover? And how real do you think they are in terms of Real title hopes.
2: I think they're legitimate, uh, and, and we'll see if that if that holds true. But right now, they should be considered the best team in the country, right? If if you want to argue with me and say uh, we don't want to we don't want to crown them just yet, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm ready to crown them right now. At least in this conversation, that's all we can do. They've won every game they've played by double digits. You look at uh, some of their more recent games against high major opponents. Three games they played on neutral courts one at home, one on the run, uh, one on the road. They've won those games. Uh, I think I saw by an average of 18 points per game. Uh, they, they have just been spectacular, right? So uh, that goes back to what I was trying to illustrate and communicate there with the first answer, uh, trying to figure out which teams in the first month are for real and which one isn't. You know, I think this is a relatively easy one, at least where where I'm standing, where UConn is uh, all, all of, a title contender. uh, And I think they're going to continue to have a lot of success uh, as we progress throughout this college basketball season. All right,
0: the game I'm looking forward to the most tomorrow, Alabama taking on Houston, Alabama, a nice start seven and one on the season, but they just keep turning the ball over. And then you have Houston, the best team in the nation. It's a nine and a half point spread. What do you like in this game? If you had to uh, lean, you know, with the side of the total here.
2: Yeah. I mean, Houston's another interesting storyline as well. Um, you know they're a team that's that you have to respect. Um, it, it's hard for me right now. Alabama is a team that has you know been a little bit disappointing uh, for me at least. I, I it's it's hard for me not to not to side with Houston when it's all said and done. But I, I look at that game and we'll get into it obviously a little bit more tomorrow as well. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but that's that's a game where I, I sort of just sit back and and watch right. I I know uh, I'll have a play for it. Uh, I'm leaning with Houston. Um, but, but that's a game where I don't know how much I trust Alabama and you can say the same for Houston. I'm sure as well, plenty of people will have that type of a mindset. Uh, so I lean with Houston, uh, but as far as what I'm betting and how much of my bankroll I would actually put in that game, if I decide to bet, it would be, um, you know, a very small unit, very small amount, if anything.
0: Talking to Ryan Rothstein, host of bet QLU in the action. You can catch that noon Eastern tomorrow right here on BetQL. I want to get to the NFL with you a little bit because one of the big themes, uh, from this past weekend was quarterbacks going down. I mean, really important injuries late in the season for teams that, you know, in the NFL, if you don't have your quarterback, it's a lot more difficult to win. I want to focus on the 49ers though. They're three and a half point favorites with Brock Purdy starting. He's their seventh round rookie quarterback, the third string quarterback up against Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. But yet you look at the rest of the 49ers versus Tampa should we focus more on the quarterback matchup here or should it be based more on look at what the 49ers have even if nick bosa isn't playing in that game they're just a better team because i lean towards san francisco in this where are you
2: i'm I'm all over san francisco right i mean listen the storyline is purdy and brady i i get it uh but that's not that's not where this game is going to be won or lost right like uh, Brady's always the story. He's always the focus of of any and every conversation leading into any game that he's starting at the quarterback position. Tampa Bay stinks. I mean, let, let's just call it what it is. They stink. And yes, they can uh, inevitably get into the playoffs, win that division. I understand that. But they're, they're just not a very good football team. San Francisco has a talented roster. Uh, they're very well coached. They still have weapons. And You know, this is where you can go back to the Garoppolo conversations and debates, right? Like how valuable do you really believe Jimmy Garoppolo to be? If you're one of those people that say, you know, he's he's okay, he's not that great. uh, He just sort of is a game manager. Well, who says Purdy is not able to uh, just get get the weapons, the ball and sort of manage the game? Make sure you don't turn it over if he's able to take care of the football. Uh, and the game plan is able to be simplified for him a little bit, which I have no doubt in my mind that Shanahan uh, will not be able to do that. Uh, this is a matchup where I go San Francisco all day long. They're a team, despite this injury, uh, that that's still scary when it comes to the NFC.
3: Ryan, I'm looking at this uh, Vikings-Lions matchup. And I think if you were to talk to some casual fans and say, all right, how much do you think uh, each, each, either team is favored, right? like. I would say most people would say Vikings minus six, right? Vikings, one and a half point dogs. Obviously Detroit has been very, very hot, especially at home. Vikings have a great record, but they've looked very vulnerable as well. Like how do you analyze this matchup and why the line is what it is?
2: It's a tough. Minnesota gets no respect. I mean, as far as the betting public is concerned, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable that, they still seem to fly under the radar, right? Like, I understand Detroit plays hard. They're a team that can cover, but being favored at home against this Minnesota Vikings team that I see as a legitimate threat in the NFC, do I love Kirk Cousins? No, I don't. But this Minnesota Vikings team seems to have a new culture, uh, a little bit different of a feel to them this season than they have in recent years. Uh, You know, we just talked about San Francisco. I'm not going to put Minnesota with San Francisco. Record-wise, Minnesota has been better, of course. But uh, I give San Francisco a little bit more respect as a franchise overall. But, you know, the long-winded answer here is Minnesota gets vastly overlooked from the betting public and just from NFL fans throughout the nation. So that's the best that I can do as far as trying to figure out why this line really is what it is because i look at the vikings here even being on the road uh and i see them as really a three three and a half point favorite they're getting one and a half right now at bet mgm uh i'll take the vikings all day long in detroit against the Lions.
3: would that be your biggest bet of the weekend
2: it's a good question um it has to be up there i mean it, it has to be up there there's There's a couple other plays that I liked. I mean, I I really like the Ravens against the Browns. Last time I checked, they were getting three. I know it has moved a little bit to two, uh, depending on when you're looking at it, where you're looking at it. But BetMGM currently has it at two. I love the Ravens getting three, eight and four. That's a game that they have to win. Uh, You talk about injuries throughout the NFL. Huntley is not Lamar Jackson. We're all well aware of that. Uh, But I still think they're able to... uh, win that game outright if not certainly cover the two to three point number cowboys laying six i also really like that play it pains me as an eagles fan to say that but uh i think the cowboys win over jacksonville not only win but cover uh relatively easily so those two plays, along with Minnesota, are probably going to be my three biggest plays of the NFL weekend.
0: You know, if you had to place a uh, future bet right now on a Super Bowl winner, the Bills are still plus three seventy five. You're not quite getting the four to one price anymore, but I mean, they got some injuries. Van Miller's done for the season. Chiefs plus four fifty. Which team in the AFC, you know, would you be looking at? Because the NFC, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot right now. Uh, but in the AFC, who would you go with? I mean, the Bengals were just
2: there last year, and they're playing their best football right now. What do you think the best value bet is? I love the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I really liked them probably three, four weeks ago. Uh, now at this point, I don't want to say they're, you know, on on the scene. They've always been a team getting to the Super Bowl last year that people have had their eyes on. But getting out to a slow start, obviously had to deal uh, life without Jamar Chase to start this season for for a few weeks as well. So they seem to be clicking uh, on all cylinders right now. You look at the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl I believe I see 11 to 1 um, plus 550 to come out of the AFC I mean I don't I, I can't classify that as a value play I guess 11 to 1 for the Super Bowl you're getting decent odds there I, I mean I like the Vikings that's not the AFC but the Vikings in the NFC at 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl is certainly interesting uh bouncing around a little bit uh I think Baltimore is a team that at 12 to 1, they're 8 and 4, big matchup against Cleveland. They get to 9 and 4. They're at 12 to 1 to come out of the AFC right now. That's certainly a team um, that I don't hate. And if you really want to get weird, you look at the New York football Jets. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how much confidence I, I'm able to say this with, but they're 50 to 1 to come out of the AFC. Uh, we've seen crazier things happen. That is probably as crazy as it would get, but that's certainly um, a value play. Uh, right there for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the Jets, too, you want
0: to talk about crazy. There's a chance the AFC East sends three teams to the playoffs and it's not the Patriots.
2: (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, so...
0: And it's funny, like, if so if you look even in the back end of the AFC, too, I mean, look, the Raiders are pretty much done after what happened last night. That was their last shot to maybe try and yeah. squeak into the playoffs. But, you know, we're jammed up with the Dolphins obviously sitting there at 8-4. and four, But Titans are 7-5. and five, Jets are 7-5. and five, Patriots are 6-6. Six and six, Chargers are 6-6. Six and six. I mean, even the Browns, you kind of mentioned them like 5-7. and seven, But if Deshaun Watson can get it together, there's a chance, you know, to sneak in there. So when you look at this back end here, who are the teams you have the most confidence in sneaking into the playoffs? I know you kind of talked about Super Bowl there, but there's also just even the
2: playoffs to look at. No, absolutely. I mean, you you look at the AFC. Some teams that you already mentioned. You have Miami at eight and four right now in that sixth spot. Then you have the Jets at seven and five uh, in that seventh and final spot for the AFC. You have New England six and six, Chargers six and six, Cleveland as we mentioned five and seven, Pittsburgh at five and seven. Is that a team that Mike <laughs> Tomlin can sort of coach up and and surprise us and sneak into the the bottom of the pack there in the AFC as a seven seed? I personally don't think so, but it's certainly an interesting storyline. The Chargers are a team and a franchise that I want to believe in, right? At six and six, you say, all right, they're they're a team that you can certainly see winding up in the in the postseason. but Going all the way back to Phillip Rivers, they're, they're just a team and a franchise that always finds a way to disappoint you. Uh, whether you're betting against, betting on them week to week, I should say, uh, or looking at them to make the playoffs, win division, whatever it may be. They always seem to let you down, uh, but they're certainly a team to keep an eye on. I, I like the Jets. Um, I, I know that's sort of relatively boring. I, I already went over my you know my respect that I'm giving them, but I, I think the Jets end up getting into this postseason despite all the quarterback craziness. They that is an excellent defense, uh, and I think they find them themselves in real quick. On the NFC, uh, Geno Smith has been absolutely balling out, which I cannot pinpoint or understand. Uh, If my life depended on it, I could not give you an answer as to why. I'm a West Virginia guy. We went to uh, West Virginia the same time. Geno Smith put up some numbers there, but he was never a guy uh, that I believed in as going to be a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm surprised he lasted this long as a backup. Here he is absolutely balling out. Best completion percentage in the NFL. Seattle right now, the seventh and final NFC playoff team uh, in that playoff picture. But you look at Washington. Uh, This is a team right now. Uh, You sit Carson Wentz, all of a sudden things start to make a little bit more sense. Um, They have some talent on both sides of the ball. Heineke is a a kid, a quarterback that I actually like um, as long as he takes care of the football. So I actually like Washington to figure out a way to get into the postseason and possibly knock out either Seattle or the New York Giants. That's what I love hearing. My commander's getting back in the playoffs. Let's go. I love
0: the, I love it. Everything's so different now. They'll probably find a way to screw it up, but hopefully that won't be the case. Ryan Rothstein, host of BetQLU in the action, starts tomorrow noon Eastern right here on BetQL. Thanks for coming on, man. Good stuff. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.